Welcome to the Ben Don't Break podcast. I'm Aaron Schweitzer, publisher of The Source Weekly. I'm here with editor Nicole Vulcan. We are in the KPOV Sound Studios, for which we are grateful. We haven't been able to do this podcast in a while because we've been tumbled and toiling in the election uh, cycle and doing interviews with politicians. So it's nice to take a break from that and get back to rocking and rolling in our usual podcasty way here. Yes. But that's all I'll say. Yes. <laughs> Nicole's grateful. Um, and to that end, we have asked Shannon Monahan. She's the new executive director of the Ben Downtown Ben's Business District to sit with us. The, the DBBA makes up approximately 400 businesses in the downtown area with a rich 25 year history in business development. Shannon brings brand and marketing awareness to the position. She's applying some of the knowledge she's learned and wealth of experience to the district. Shannon is a Bend resident and lifetime Oregonian from the Portland area. While executive director is her full-time, actually more than full-time focus, she also comes from the world of tactical training and has owned and operated a women-owned small business called Red Frog Team, which is a tactical apparel brand and focuses on educating folks on gun safety, which couldn't be more relevant given the passage of the... Uh, the latest gun measure. Prior to reforming her own company, she spent 15 plus years working with startups in the medical aesthetics industry with her kids all grown up. And after spending a lifetime of just embracing Ben seasonally, she decided to make it her permanent home in spring of 2020. Shannon, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, welcome. Uh, Nicole is also a transplant from the Portland area most recently. Yes. Yeah. Well, it seems like a lifetime ago, after many years of election seasons <laughs> with Aaron and the Source Weekly, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where in Portland? Uh, Northeast Portland, mostly. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. My best friend lives on a 51st and Halsey, that kind of area, yep. there by Trader Joe's, yep. so I spend an exorbitant amount yeah, of time great. in that neighborhood. It's, yep. a, it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Well, Shannon, why don't we just start by having you tell listeners a bit about what the DBBA does and um, what your role is with it? Yeah, well, it's been a really kind of a fun year. I jumped into this in August, this just this past August. So yeah. there were a lot of kind of plates in the air, a lot of change going on with that downtown association. Um, so I kind of walked into a situation where it was right in the, the thick of our busy season. A lot of plates were already spinning. So Erin uh, and I got to know each other really quickly, yeah, <laughs> jumping absolutely. into fall fest. fall fest slash Oktoberfest uh, yeah. that we, we lived through. And it was actually a beautiful, wonderful um, kind of gateway into what I would be doing. Um, DBB in the past, the downtown business um, district has done a lot of different things. The scope of work was quite, had a lot of things going on. I really kind of came into it uh, trying to bring it a, a vision, a focus, and um, action on what our mission is, which I've narrowed it down to three things. We are, <laughs> we are marketing, we are promotions, we are spirited events, traditional events that help the downtown businesses thrive get seen or marketed to. And I'm really trying to pull in that first bucket, and uh, which is our focus of being on multi-platforms uh, virtually, um, really bring up our uh, branding and marketing and uh, maybe refresh our yeah. branding, actually. And we're going to go through a little overhaul on that here uh, through winter. In addition to getting ourselves on all the platforms, being engaged heavily with the source, with the bulletin, with the, the TV stations. Um, po podcasting is right up my alley. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love to talk, so watch out. <laughs> and I think the more we can connect and communicate 
communicate on a more sophisticated level as an association, the better off we are for our businesses we represent. Sure. Because we represent not just those storefront businesses, we've got ups, upper deck businesses mm-hmm. that are doing all sorts of things, appliance part sales, um, you know, oh, okay. architects, yeah. um, little, you know, uh, small entrepreneurship businesses. So really getting virtual also uh, with what we do. The second bucket of what we do and our focus is beautification of the downtown. So what that looks like is keeping our downtown beautiful, uh, sweeping it daily, literally. <laughs> Ryan, bless his heart, <laughs> picks up everything every morning yeah. all over the downtown. Everyone knows him, sees him. Yep. Snow removal, the flower baskets. We love our flower baskets. And I just spoke with her today and uh, we're all booked for the next year of those oh, stunning, gorgeous flower be, baskets. People are going to be happy. You know, what's really funny is that I have a a sister who lives in Michigan in her um, her local newspaper in Riverview, Michigan. The editor came to Bend and said, I wish our town could be like Bend these flower baskets and all these things they have literally talking about the flower baskets. I'll have to send you that article. Because I, it, it'll be right up your alley, Shannon. Yes, <laughs> I'd love to see it. And I was just talking to uh, the, the the people that booked that, and I want to say their company name, and now I'm just spacing it, so we'll add that onto the end. Okay. But bless their heart, they do a stunning flower basket. I like what you're saying. I went and toured around. I was up in Levin. I was in different towns over the mm-hmm. summer, and I sat and drinking, you know, having a cocktail with a friend looking. And she says, what are you looking? And I'm like, oh, my goodness, our, our flower baskets are so good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. of these different towns, I'm like, I yeah. so appreciate. And I come from working in Lake Oswego also, where we have really nice ones. So yeah. the, we, the bar is very high. Um, <laughs> flower baskets, which we we love. Um, in addition to, we do some snow removal a little bit. Yeah. And um, and then the third bucket of what I'm, I'm having us focus on is the economic development of downtown on a bigger level. How we get involved in the Bend Sustainability Fund, the Cultural Fund, working with uh, Visit Bend that's very strong on kind of navigating a lot of those and different 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 things um we we need more funding and so working towards grants that are available for main street programs like ours Mm -hmm. um, i think is critical to go into and get up to that next level i i also think um as i the tree lighting is real interesting. We have a tree lighting tomorrow night, everyone. Yeah. Uh, it starts at 5 o'clock. I have Bob thrilled to have talked to Bob Shaw yep. yesterday, and we have a program with him to do the countdown. With uh, He'll be there. Santa Claus will be there. Um, I think Megan from City Council is joining me All down right. there. We have some children doing some yep. readings of what Christmas means to them. Oh, All of that programming yeah. starts at about 5. But um, going back to how we uh, continue to develop downtown Bend uh, lighting and getting our our lighting system up and energized okay. a little bit with more yeah. efficiency lighting for the the yeah. sparkly twinkle lights we all adore um kind of bringing that program to. anyway those are the three things that Great. i'm kind of focused yeah, on yeah. we can do a deeper dive it's a lot of these little details that people actually don't really think about until maybe they see the contrast in other places and they're like hey this actually is really nice and inviting and okay here are the little reasons why it's interesting it is and you know i i Refer to it like this. I, 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 like you, come from the Portland area, and I've lived there my entire life, worked very heavily in newspaper and publishing and small business in Portland. 
but the outskirts of Portland, the, the like us, we go the Happy Valleys, the Beavertons, the Corbett. I mean, just in watching those towns go from infancy to fruition and grow, which is kind of where we're at with Bend a little bit. We're going from one way of kind of doing things and we're kind of being catapulted, whether we like right. it or not, with, right. without our doing. We just have to accept that we're moving into a new bit of sophistication for our city. And so how do we navigate that? And there's a lot of nuances to that. And, and navigating that is uh, in, in this position that I'm doing is um, number one, kind of being a representative for the entire team of downtown businesses, which of which there's a lot going yeah, on there. Plus. And then also kind of being um, aware and um, staying in tune with what city the city is doing. Uh, the city's involved with, you know, obviously the parking and we just went through a camping code and all these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So being, being in tune with what they're doing and, um, you know, the relaying of communication back and forth with that. And then also my, I'm a champion for the people. I'm a champion for visitors and the visitor experience and the local experience and coming into downtown you're coming in from different perspectives you're either a local which we are a little bit more 60 70 percent local centric currently and a little more 30 percent 40 percent kind of uh, tourist centric huh. right now um, in I, terms was, of the business the retail businesses the, no, or in terms of the visitors so oh, okay. I, I spoke a lot with a visit band and bless his heart let me just mention Bob Smith uh, I'm just so sad to, that he passed recently yeah. and and he was oh, a Bill lovely Smith. yeah a lovely person that uh, the head of the old you know developer of the yeah. old mill and he gave me I was so glad to meet him over the course of the last three months because he gave me a tremendous amount of information and had so much heart for obviously old mill but obviously he really wanted to get involved with downtown bend and and help me uh kind of take that well, I, I look forward to taking the baton of what all the vis- Bend people do to bring visitors to, to yeah. Bend and, and Old Mill and Hayden Amphitheater bring and carry that baton into downtown and have a working relationship with them because I think it's critical. So back to that user experience, what the the uh, guest, visitor, or local experiences when they come into downtown, making sure we're advocating for that experience and we're also messaging out um, kind of what we have to offer um, as a downtown because you can lose your crown. <laughs> so yeah. back to my point, up in Portland, if you don't, if you don't nurture and really take care of that downtown as a as a treasure, you, uh, other div, other areas I won't say, <laughs> but other places will sure. come and and take that crown from you. Yeah. And and so we have to make sure we clarify our points of differentiation mm-hmm. culturally well, we, yeah culture. we do a um we, we we used to do a race up in spokane the happy girls spokane race and we would i would travel up there and visit once a year and i was struck by how you can tell in that community they're they're working to bring their people back downtown and and from the architecture and a lot of the businesses down there you know that's clearly a community that lost its ground you know downtown and now you can see what an uphill struggle it is to bring those people back and convince them that it's you know hey we've re- quote revitalized this area and um you know it's it's a much harder road to hoe i think it, I, I'm from Beaverton. I went to Beaverton High School, which is positioned right downtown Beaverton. And boy, that went you know all the way one direction, and then they had to re 
purpose, you know, and Beaverton's quite shotgunned out, spread out yeah. as far as their little mini areas. And so they had a really I talk about turning a Titanic, trying to figure out how to get people interested in that again. Yeah. It does. It takes a lot of dynamics. I think some of the smaller Main Streets. I just went to Klamath Fall Main Street program for Oregon. And some of those very small Main Streets like, well, McMinnville's not small, but they've done an excellent yeah. job. Right. Um, other Main Street programs, you know, Cannon Beach is an example of a yeah. small, you know, sometimes they have an easier time. I think they can get, they can rally all, yeah, they can like, herd all yeah, the cats right, quicker. Yeah, right. Put um, eight cute businesses together. Yeah, Woo, we got downtown. <laughs> but, but. Bend uh, has a lot of lot of lot of different moving parts, as you know. Yeah. Uh, you touch a lot of them being in the mm-hmm. publishing industry, and so I think uh, it being uh, again coming into this position, I look at it like I have to really be a champion of connection and communication with all these different moving parts, so we can all because honestly. The beautiful thing about Bend that's so unique about all the other main streets is that everybody loves Bend. Everybody in Oregon yeah. has a Bend story. Right. It doesn't matter where you're from, and especially Portlanders. Yeah. And so, boy, you we got to take care of our treasure that everybody loves. It's yeah. not like you know we're perched somewhere obscure. It's like everyone has a Bend story that goes back their whole life of visiting or moving and then finally moving here. So I think that's important. We treasure that. Yeah. You, oh, go ahead. You beat me to the. Uh, yeah. um, I'm curious what some of the challenges you hear from um, business owners downtown about their businesses. What are you know? What are some of their biggest concerns right now? Well, um, overall, I think uh, I think a lot of their concerns have to do with um, I I don't want to say the p word because it's exhausting to talk about <laughs> <laughs> the p word being. Parking. parking. Right. And so, so we, we have that on the list. Don't worry, Shannon. We'll talk more <laughs> oh, about parking. Okay. So parking is uh, an issue. Yeah. Most small towns go from this transition. I watched it happen in the Pearl. When the Pearl came to Portland, everyone's like, oh, my God, you have to pay for parking in Oregon? It's like, right. So um, parking is complicated. I do. Um, I stepped into understanding more about parking um, by attending all the meetings. I know Toby, who runs the city of uh, parking division mm-hmm. and have gotten very involved just to understand, get my bearings yeah. on what the issue is before you go in some crazy direction with, you know, the emotions of parking that it <laughs> triggers for people. But I parked on the top deck of the parking garage from the day that I took the position in August. The top deck is empty along with the second deck of the parking garage. And so Indeed. alone, I sit up there atop the parking garage, <laughs> taking my selfies and, you know, pictures for Instagram with the sunsets going, this is a great spot for a concert, yeah, a <laughs> right. YouTube concert or <laughs> but um, so we do have available parking. Now, with that said, the complication of um, what's going on with parking is is being worked on by a team. And I, I appreciate that. And from what I've gathered from um, this team and being um, in communication with par- the parking committee or, or Toby uh, is that. We have a couple things going on. One that's really interesting as it relates to security and safety, which is kind of a little bit about my background that I care about and the safety and security of downtown Bend. We have a uh, a, 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 a robot. <laughs> Wait, I should care. That's a weird topic today because I know yeah. there's some news. Now, we have a, a new system coming to the parking or they have a new system. Yeah. We are not parking. Downtown right. business mm-hmm. is not parking. But I know they're bringing in a a, a, a robot that's kind of that in January that, that will kind of scour the like an uh, like a Roomba. Yeah. And it will be a 300, you know, a camera that moves and can oh, really? sense energy and move towards energy and yeah. can be constantly tracking on. Fascinating. The, yeah. Six 
foot tall. And is it it's so it's Self, nobody driving that, it. No Self one driving it. Yeah. yeah, someone is behind the eyes of it, yeah, the camera. Of right. it. But um, it'll be a way for them to um, have eyes on every single level okay. of the parking garage. In addition to adding more cameras to the elevator and staircase. Yeah. Um, another really interesting thing they brought up that they're bringing to town, which is pretty sophisticated. If you're familiar with the par- Portland parking garage or other parking garages at airports, you pull into the parking garage and you know ahead of time whether or not to yeah. go down that aisle uh-huh. because you see the that tells you how mm-hmm. many um, spots are opening up and then it shows you a red light green light for open spots they're bringing that to downtown bend so basically you can go down a street you'll know ahead of time whether you need to turn or not if there's going to be open spots because right now you see a lot of you know you'll be sitting in the, and you see a lot of people looping and they're looping and they about run you know run you <laughs> over when you're sitting you know a good drop having a glass <laughs> the wine you're like ah there's a truck again <laughs> you're looking for a parking spot people will be able to guide themselves through the downtown see it ahead of time with i, yeah. I hear that's coming that sounds kind of interesting yeah. um i think they're going to add that to the parking garage too also um overall uh what what's my opinion about it um i think the messaging for what it the the process needs to be mm-hmm. simplified demystify the process so yeah. if i'm confused i'm imagine the, the the locals are confused yeah. and if the locals are confused well how do you think the the tourists feel right. trying to get in and out of that parking garage yeah. so mm-hmm. um w- what's my opinion i think that um there's a smart team working on it and i appreciate that and i appreciate their efforts i think we all could work and if we can be an extension of helping demystifying the messaging of what that um parking process is i'd like to be a champion for that obviously because that helps our businesses and we want to support people feeling really um, comfortable and at ease getting downtown parking safely walking safely and getting around and knowing that they they don't have to be in fear of a ticket or something i do do feel for you because i i remember going to dbba meetings 20 years ago i mean 40 thousand population and the first topic on every one of those businesses meetings is what are we going to do about the problem with parking downtown and you know we would be you know because you couldn't park right in front of the retail space and that seems to be like a standard that some of these folks keep in their mind is that if if they can't come right up to my retail location then we have a parking problem and we need to you know build another parking garage and i mean you you got to feel some of that when you're... I do feel... I feel it, but I, I have to say, um, because I'm trying to be proactive and really yeah. understanding, and hence my personal, yeah. as a female, parking in what is the, you know, supposedly not a, a convenient spot, which is the topic of the parking garage, which right. I've actually found to be my life easier, just knowing mm-hmm. right when I zip into town, I'm like, okay, now it's not about how many minutes is it going to take me to circle. It's how many minutes is it going to take my laziness to walk? <laughs> you know, do I, am I taking the stairs or the elevator? And then right. I have to walk. And I've actually really enjoyed my life and my experience of walking yeah. and committing to walking more because um I kind of feel like that's a theme in this town yeah, that we are here yeah, to exercise. I think right. the irony, the irony, yeah. you know, is people are like, I don't, don't make me walk. It's right. like, okay, we literally all moved here because of yeah. walking and biking. And, and I'm a huge biking. Well, no, 
I'm an e-biker, so let me take that back. <laughs> People yeah. are like, you're not a biker. It qualifies. <laughs> it qualifies. Not, yeah. not More increasingly, yeah. it qualifies. Yeah, definitely. Gets Especially, you're yeah. not needing parking when you have an e-bike, yeah, right? You I like the e-bike. just need a nice place yeah. to yeah. put so, it. So parking is complicated, but I, I really am trying to break down and understand it myself. So knowing that it's taken me three months to really understand how to get on Pango, how to yeah. plug in my app. The fact it's taken me that long, and I'm working downtown yeah. every day, tells me there's a little bit of a, sure. a miss on the side yeah. of um, you know the organization that puts on parking that they could demystify yeah. and simplify the the ordering of your parking spaces and all of that. But but with that said, I think there is enough parking. I, I'm really looking towards the future and understanding these grants and talking to a lot of people who've given me uh, information as we want to be a part of these grants for developing. And that means um, what becomes. Well, I'm kind of jumping to the next thing, but wh- where's the town center? Where's our right. town square? And how does parking affect that? To your point, I, I do see parking, more parking coming with those mm. bigger plans. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all going to be circling around yeah. what we do with these, this funding, the tourism funds and so forth. Um, I think but. that, um, I mean, one thing not to just beat the parking question into the dirt, but uh you know, I do know that Toby was uh, and the city were very busy on parking during the pandemic. So yeah. <clears throat> I think one one aspect of what you're talking about is informing people and getting them up to speed is that, you know, a lot happened during that time when everyone was quarantined. And, and now they're kind of coming out and they're like, hey, there's parking signs here. I didn't see those three years ago when I was down here. And um, so I think there's a lot of that catch up work, too. You know, you've yeah. um, it's kind of the. Uh, position you've inherited is like everybody coming out of hibernation and rediscovering downtown and what's changed and who's still here and who isn't and and what's going on. Parking falls in that too. It does. And, you know, I I think the beautiful thing about downtown and the beautiful thing about what I did step into is that we all agree we love community, we love tribe, we love being together. And no one appreciates that more than me or anyone who was working remotely for the last two years, right. you know, locked up away from people. And, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, I just want to be around people. And right. I think it's a beautiful thing that it actually makes us all more appreciative of yeah. that community. So coming back together downtown has been really exciting. I think people are energized. I think the coffee shops are packed. The shopping for ladies night the other night. My God, it was like 19 degrees out. Everyone's yeah. like, oh, my. L- bougie. The ladies were out. Let me tell you what. We all had our new nice. little shoes. Everyone had their winter coat. I mean, totally brand new shoes, right, brand new right. coats. It was packed. Ladies Great. night, 19 degrees, yeah. bitter cold. And let me tell you what, bend women or bend people in general just yeah. don't let anything waver them. And so I, I think the spirit is there. I think what we have to do for downtown Bend more than anything um, is point out our, remind people of our points of differentiation. And our points of differentiation, I was talking to... Um, um, uh, Bill Smith, bless his heart, and Old Mill about this, as well as my friends at Box Factory. And you know, why are we different downtown? We're different because we are. Um, we've got these small businesses that really represent the the heart and soul and culture of Oregon. You're from Northwest Port, Northeast Portland. I'm from Portland. We I lived off Hawthorne for. I mean, I know Port. And there's a spirit and a culture and a culinary and all of these wonderful little juicy nuances of Oregon mm-hmm. that make us unique. And when people 
people come to town, when you go to a small town, whether it be Whitefish or Boulder, you, you're trying to find, you know, you, you don't want to go to Woodburn Outlet Mall. You want right. to go, or Troutdale <laughs> Outlet Mall, you want to go and find that little alley. Yeah. You want to find the San Simone and you want to find the, the alleys and um, the, the, you know, the little small boutiques that have that unique artist um, uh, art and jewelry and all yeah. that. And so that's why we treasure it. So we want to make sure we're, we're building them up, we're, we're bringing them out on the, the sophisticated level sure. of marketing and so forth and get people down there. Yeah, I was That was a kind of a curiosity of mine was um, maybe you haven't been in the position long enough to observe, but do you have any stats about like the number of independent businesses downtown versus um, you know, the chains or the, the, you know, the ones that are... Oh, yeah, with, that's... With, Branches elsewhere. um, Actually, it's, um, you know, I wish I had that exact number, but I can tell you it's predominantly local business. Right. Um, And we really love to showcase that. And that's really what we want. And I keep coming back to Old Bill because these conversations just ring true. They're the the, kind of the opposite. They're looking for more of the chain. And we are looking for, obviously, we, we support build up and we want people shopping local support local business it's i'm an entrepreneur i'm a women-owned entrepreneur i have a tremendous passion for people who go down this (laughs) crazy road that that i do that you do you know what a torturous journey (laughs) that's so rewarding it's like giving birth to a child and you'll love it forever and it'll make you crazy and you lose all your money <laughs> and maybe you come out ahead in the end. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And so, but so for these people to do this and then through COVID and then through the, you know, the parking or all, whatever, I just, it's, it's heart. And Bend comes down to heart and the downtown of Bend is the heart of central Oregon the, and downtown Bend shows its heart through the, the, the style and culture of the businesses. And um, I would say it's predominantly small business, but I will come back and get you that exact number. Um, I, we've actually actually done an, an audit. Um, I have a wonderful person on, uh, um, on, uh, that is working on that, and he's broken it down. He's gone into every right. nook and cranny of yeah. every single... It's harder than you think to get all that figured out with the upper decks mm-hmm. yeah. because there's yeah. all these rooms right. that are not owned by maybe someone local and small that you can talk to. So um, we're, we're getting all that figured out, Great. but it's definitely local. So um, I also like, do you know how many people live downtown? I know you're the business oh, association, yeah. but I was curious about how many people actually live oh, in the downtown core. Gosh, I have that number in my car. Again, this insane PowerPoint that was put together. I'll get back to you on that. There are quite a bit of people that move downtown and I have that number and I don't have it off the top of my head. No worries. Um, it's, it's an interesting dynamic though. I'd really love to see the upper, I'm calling it upper deck. I'd love to see our, our upper decks open up to rooftop bars, to, to a little experience, a little bit more higher up we can go up and um bring some of that information to life and i think one of the programs i'd like to do this year is you know we always focus on obviously the storefronts for the obvious promotional events traditional events but i'd like to i'm trying to find all those people who are sitting here upstairs going pay attention to us we want people up here i found the appliance parts store um he's wonderful he's right behind the barber shop and he's he does tremendous amount of business for appliances um behind the one lingerie shop that's right Mm -hmm, there mm -hmm. and uh so you'd be surprised what's tucked away yeah that's surprising to me because 
not aware of an appliance appliance store. refrigeration <laughs> right. you know dishwasher yeah. um and uh he it's also does start. social media stuff but yeah it's a it's a lost start but you walk in there and it's a, right. if you have standard tv and appliance type uh-huh. appliances here in oregon over in central oregon yeah. this is kind of a i had no yeah. idea it was there yeah cool so getting to um we kind of talked about uh, downtown being the heart and walking and I'm just I'm really curious about the pedestrian zone and and the proposal that was made for Minnesota to be car free and if you've participated in any conversations around around that in your first tenure in and how that's moving along yeah um, that's exactly that third bucket I talked about, about the kind of the, the grants, the cultural funds, uh, the city's funds that they have um, sitting. It's an interesting thing. There's all these, I, and I was talking to someone yesterday who also has a vision yeah. for kind of what the school could do with that, um, you know, right in front of the library in that mm-hmm. area. Um, there's So I'm going to break it down to these three areas that I'm looking well, at. Well, that's Heritage touching. Square more like. Right. Yeah. But it affects, okay, yeah. so all of these ideas are on the table. Mm-hmm. And there's all this tourism fund and all these grants, yeah. which I'm literally in the infancy of learning. Yeah. So I understand it because I do think we have opportunity to apply for this. So I don't want to miss anything. And uh, Visit Bend has been lovely in helping navigate that as well as um, uh, the city, uh, Anthony and Ben at the city, who are just a wonderful advocate for it. So we're talking about three areas that I feel like people are looking at. So when I see areas for for our purpose, intense purposes, I feel like what we're missing, what we have an opportunity to really develop for downtown Bend is a town center. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what is our main square, our hallmark movie moment, you know, um, (laughs) which I'm hoping to pull off tomorrow night (laughs) in front of the commons. Come down to the commons tomorrow night, Christmas tree lighting. And so... um, (laughs) What? Oh, this might not air by tomorrow. I don't know what this airs. It'll be December. It'll, well, the Christmas tree lighting on December 2nd. So. Yeah, yeah. So um, basically trying to find that hallmark moment, that, that you know, Groundhog Day town center, the Back to the Future town yeah. center. What is that? Three things they're looking at. They, you mentioned Minnesota. That's an, kind of an extreme example of closing down and making yeah. it pedestrian only. And the other example of something we're all looking at, and when I say all, it's everyone I'm talking to that has an yeah. opinion about it and has actually gone to the level of some development plans. Uh, so looking at that, but I, I wouldn't say that's on the forefront. Um, on the quick possible fit thing is um, Brooks Alley. Yeah, there, there's talk of that mm-hmm. being turned into a timed where you have the the things come up the bollards the, the bollards come mm-hmm. up and during periods of the day it's pedestrian only that mm-hmm. would be kind of non-invasive some of the businesses could still function with their yeah. deliveries and that would be the least invasive um we're looking at improving um, Brooks, uh, not the, the other alley, the uh, a tin pan alley. Oh, okay. I'm um, just continuing. That, that's a really easy, low hanging fruit. I was talking yeah. to Brian about this. That we can really make a beautiful connection between St. Francis School and the walk all the yeah. way down mm-hmm. that alley, all the way past uh, um, yeah. and down to the end of the the last businesses down on yeah. the end by the parking garage. That's my stroll to Lone Pine Coffee. Let right me there, tell from you, from the source to Lone Pine. You know, here's the deal with that. Okay, so you're a local, I'm a local. I don't mind walking down that alley in the dark. What we have to do with that alley, and I, I really believe this is low-hanging fruit that doesn't even require a grant. We just need to get 
it lit up from St. Francis all the way back down Sands, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and all the way down to what you're talking about. So it reflects the uniformity of our flower baskets and our lighting. Yeah. So a tourist or a new person to Bend feels, you know, confident right. that that's a walking path that will keep them safe, you know, through the alley. So I, so there's, there's levels. Okay. So right. Minnesota extreme. Yeah. Okay. Heritage square, another concept. Um, but let me go back to Brooks Alley for a second, because I think that could really happen. And I think also the commons right there. So we're talking about the tree. We're lighting up the tree that's on Drake Park. If you could pick a tree in Oregon that probably wouldn't be the most <laughs> ideal Christmas tree, that's the tree we're dealing with. Our wood- but come down and see it. Yeah, but come to, it's stunning. Actually, they did a great job. <laughs> right. It's stunning. And it's dripping these beautiful white. Oh, it's going to be really cute. Yeah. Um, but ideally, maybe having a tree brought in on the center cement there. Yeah. Of, okay. But I think that area could be a great town center. Okay. Um, I'd love to see us have a nice walk-in bathroom that we all feel safe as a female. You know, <laughs> as a person walking in, having a visitor downtown mm-hmm. bend, you know, visitor center where they it's walk in overdue. and they get direct. Yeah. get hydroflask water and all that. And then another area, so talking about that Commons Brooks Alley potential project, cleaning up the breezeway, making that front mm-hmm. of Bellataz area, making it all very welcoming to a town square there. The other area that is a real robust long-term conversation is also the city moving out of the, the blocks that they're mm-hmm. in in front of St. Francis and taking that area that's owned by the school district, which is in front of the library and the you yeah. know, all of right that. And w- what does that become? Yeah. Yeah. It so, comes Heritage Square. Yeah. Hopefully. So, so we hopefully. So, okay. So you asked what, <laughs> so I'm still, I'm a, a, I'm a big, remembers all the, yeah, all I'm the a big saga <laughs> of this. So right now I would say there's no saga. I, I'd say more than anything there's uh, me trying to get my bearings by the yeah. way if anyone is listening to this who can give me information i've gotten a lot of feedback from a lot sure. of different people that yeah. all have a different opinion what do i think downtown needs i think it starts with the low-hanging fruit yeah. cost wise and, and acting on that because it's ridiculous not to yeah. the tin pan alley concept the brooks alley has a lot of quick potential kind of we're we're doing it without even defining it the commons we keep holding promotional events as the downtown business association kind of right there in front of the commons because people can grasp that and we've we've got dan with the commons partnering and being a great partner with the coffee and the the beer and the 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 restroom and the warmth of that space um so that's happening yeah okay that's done check that box Mm -hmm. minnesota and the other one, Heritage Square. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that takes a lot of um, a lot of uh, complicated, uh, you know, things to to pull together to happen. Sure. Um, I do think it's inevitable. I think we're yeah. going in a direction that is going to go. I don't know about shutting Minnesota down as pedestrian only. Is that is going to be a quick thing to happen anytime soon? But I, what I do feel like will happen is. Um, the 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 smaller things going on with parking yeah. are going to happen the bigger project with the city is going to be a big yeah. factor in all of this because that could affect building a potential double not double deck but potentially building up the north parking lot at Mirror Pond um, in a different manner oh, okay. um, I've heard plans for that where it would be potentially a, a covered parking yeah. by their Looney Bean and, and Ben Brewing where it, would, it wouldn't be two story uh, as it was mentioned to me it would be like a grass rooftop oh, okay. so it could be closed up as a retail space below if 
the heritage hmm. thing went through. Okay. So this is an example, yeah. and, and someone, I won't say who told play. me that concept. Yeah. There's a, all I know is like, oh my gosh, people, yeah. like y'all work really quick yeah. around, like everyone's got <laughs> ideas and visions. <laughs> I'm like, who do, who's the one who actually gets to pull the trigger? <laughs> right. So so what I feel like, for my, for my very short, brief yeah. tenure here of three months, is there's everyone cares. So yeah. you're in a good place if yeah. everyone is passionate and cares and has really great problem solving ideas, creative I, problem ideas. So to I clar- think it's to clarify, be when she says saga of Heritage Square, <laughs> it, you know, it's just that that has been on the table for 25. It was proposed like you'll end, you know, oh, the 25 heard. years ago and. The, you've got every governmental agency involved. Oh, you've got the, the parks. you got the city. You have parks, the library, library. You've got a massive city parking lot. Right. The city is going to... Oh, so, but it, it, But when it's like you said, the inevitability of it. And I just... I mean, we've certainly championed the thing editorially for 25 years. and uh, But it seems inevitable that someday, and if anybody's listening who actually does pull the trigger on these things, that you'll end up there. That it just, there is no other place that's open in downtown. And the fact that that's a parking lot rather than a piazza where people can stroll in the evening and grab a coffee and just hang out like you know that Mexico City has beautiful places like that that you know they're not they're not overdone they're just a place for people to gather and whether that's Minnesota Avenue or there but you I, know I I uh, I feel that the I feel like um, the city moving is going to be, would be the catalyst for yeah. triggering that project. And I do think at the, I, okay, so what I really feel as I'm stepping into this <laughs> is that there's a phased approach for yeah. everything. And I think there's opportunity here with all these concepts we've talked about that it's realistic to think that all the people listening and involved and anyone I've talked to, I think, I hope I'm representing what I've been um, sh- lovely information people have shared with yeah. me uh, out of kindness <laughs> to try and get me squared away out of the game, yeah. which is that everybody cares yeah. passionately. And um, I think that um, I think what uh, what I call it the Game of Thrones table, I, understanding who the players are that mm. can pull these <laughs> pull these things, you know, that table. I said that to <laughs> Scott Douglas yesterday. I'm like, who's the Game of Thrones table that pulls all the triggers? Can we just yeah. all get a whiteboard the size of a wall? You right. need an org chart for all of Ben. <laughs> Yes, yeah. and move the kingdoms <laughs> around and just go, okay, it's going to be a phased approach. Obviously, cost is involved, yeah. obviously, triggering different organizations, obviously. and and But I honestly think in the heart of it all, why I think it's going to get done and it won't be uh, something strange that everyone is not comfortable with is because so many people do care yeah. tremendously. And that that is a good base yeah. to and, start from. And I think like we said earlier, the... Post pandemic, I do feel like there's a higher value placed on gathering mm-hmm. and people appreciate it more. And so when it comes up as a topic, it's not viewed just as an inconvenience. It's something that people feel is like vital for communities and, and where's ours. And mm-hmm. oh, and again, it's like we were saying with the flower baskets, when you look around at other cities, you're like, wow, what is it that you love about visiting this place? Well, it's probably the plaza. There's probably a really old church in front of it. And, you know, yeah. we don't have that. But, you know, most importantly, it's where everybody's coming together and, and and hanging out and maybe we, I spend too much time on Twitter but I I'm kind of passionate about um, the transportation Twitter and um, 
the a lot of conversation around redesigning cities to accommodate people rather than cars and i think that's kind of partly what we're talking about here is like we're gathering these you know ideas that really accommodate spaces for people to gather and maybe not so much just for our giant vehicles to sit there um, you know, what does that look like? There are tons of, you know, there's so many ideas being thrown around, not just from European cities, but from other American cities, what they're doing to kind of reconfigure, think, oh, man, maybe we got too passionate about, you know, the idea of the automobile being everywhere. And now we have no place to gather because our, our, our you know, our vehicles are gathered. Um, yeah. Well, well to my point about walking, yeah. people complaining about walking too far. It's like, right. okay, wait, what's our, Bend is so funny because it's, mm-hmm. it's just one of the most beautiful, healthy communities you've ever, you know, you, yeah. we've all traveled and, and I appreciate that. So yeah, it is a conversation of what's that balance. You and I come from Portland where we both know it's the biking capital. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, the wettest state yeah, in the country. I know, it's I laugh because yep. I go all over the country and they're yep. like, oh, biking capital. I'm like, yeah, and it rains. <laughs> yeah. And so the fact that, <laughs> right. the fact that you can pull it off in Portland and it's right. raining and people but but all the people with bikes still have cars everyone I know that yeah. bikes work also as yeah. two or three cars mm-hmm. um, just because that's how it is but but to, but Bend is a different beast Bend is I, what I think is like Disneyland I think Bend is D- Disneyland it's it's camp for adults like we really get to live the lifestyle that you only live in your dreams or your vacation time so how do we marry that mm-hmm. with the reality of um, a, 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 a thriving you know working downtown um, it's definitely being discussed. I'll say that. And everybody at the table cares about biking, whether I'm a, you know, pathetic, sad e-biker <laughs> or a hardcore mountain biker or road biker. You yeah. know, we all care and we love the idea of being able to bike into work or bike. But what does that look like? And I think, um, I think you're right. I think there's this balance that it's like everyone wants their cake and eat it too. Yeah. But let's all kind of calm down and understand that we've got to. We've got to move into a sophisticated future, whatever that looks like. We've got to protect our pedestrians walking around, Absolutely. first of all. My yeah. concern right now, honestly, because I've almost, honestly, I, I, it's, and I've traveled to Bangkok and New York, you know, and I get nervous. I don't want to get hit by a car, you know, yeah. zooming around that's trying to find a parking spot. So, like, you know, protecting our, our children, protecting our um, pedestrians, our, our guests, protecting our locals, protecting our, you know, all of that. Um, how, how do we do that and accomplish, you know, our long-term goals? Yeah. Well, we're coming to the end of our, our time together. Um, wondering if there's anything that you'd like to speak to that we haven't asked in our questions. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited again, walking into it in August with things kind of in motion going forward. We're not doing the heavy lifting of events, the traditional tree lighting and certain, uh, themed holiday events. Yes. On some level, but we're really moving in a direction of events centric towards, um, themes like that, uh, promote people going into the downtown and, Mm -hmm. and, and, um, supporting the downtown businesses. So going into 2023, we're going to have a new calendar of promotional kind of events. Um, some exciting things around pet, Everyone knows I had to move the wiener dog race. We're going to have a whole pet themed thing. Oh, man. It was like I killed little Sebastian on Parks and Rec or something. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. It wasn't me, actually. I wanted the wiener dog race, but we're going to move into a 
pet themed longer big thing. We're going to bring back the wiener dogs. We're going to bring back uh, what I want to call running of the bulls because I'm an English bulldog mom. <laughs> I love her. Not right now, but my past dogs have been English bulldogs. And 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 a couple new events. The theatrical. I'm a huge uh, person with the the arts and uh, musical theater. Um, I really look forward to adding some theatrics to downtown, uh, bringing it out to the streets oh, a little cool. bit. And um, we did this thriller flash mob that was awesome. Yeah. And yeah. bring dance that. to downtown yeah. and bring dance to outside. It's cool. So coming in August, I can't wait to collaborate with you, Aaron, mm-hmm. and and our dance and all these different organizations, Tower Theater, mm-hmm. uh, Ben Film I've met with. I've, you know, really bring the points of differentiation in downtown to life via events or promotional themed mm-hmm. weekends or what whatnot. So that's going to be happening. Um, and then um, kind of fine tuning the traditional events so we can make them more robust and, and so forth. So a lot of new things coming in 2023, a bit of a re- refreshed branding of the downtown and refreshed bra- um, scheduling of the promotional events. That's cool. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah, sounds great. Well, thanks so much for being here with us today. And looks like you have a lot on your plate to to uh, think about and do. Oh, ugly sweater pub bar pub crawl oh, next shoot. Friday. I'm night. so glad you mentioned that. Yeah, uh, better, would we better be? for our oh audience and tree lighting. Yeah, so we don't want to. Afraid. We you do say you're talking about giving a lot of attention. That's next Friday. So tomorrow yeah. night's first Friday of okay. you know yeah. Santa kids, yeah, all that. Yeah. But then the crazy, you know, the fun, <laughs> wild thing yeah. is the following Friday, which yeah. will be ugly bar pub crawl and that will be supporting our you know all of the bars yeah, pubs and, and and okay uh, so that. you wear an ugly sweater on december 9th yes and just go around and, to know, the bars go and around we have a map coming out um this it'll be posted on our social media go to social for um to keep up with what's going on like this go to visit downtown bend on instagram and then we also have a facebook and and all the others Great. um and we'd like to get organized with our <laughs> schedule so we're publishing our maps in the source also going into the future yeah definitely so, yeah that's great thank you so much shannon for being here with us good Thank luck you. what a joy thank yeah. you yeah yeah